Hello and welcome to the Poppin' Things podcast, pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Croskell, Nicole Conklin, and Alec Erickson. So as of us recording this on this nice Friday morning, like 20 minutes ago, we got the trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, so excited. Uh, It's amazing. I'm freaking out. It looks so epic with a lot of the fight scenes that we saw they showed off a lot of like space battle not too much ground stuff but it definitely looks like we're gonna have a lot more action than compared to the first one probably yeah i'm really excited i mean well because it opened with uh with luke saying breathe just breathe which was essential because i was kind of hyperventilating watching Mm -hmm. the trailer but i'm i mean i'm so excited it was definitely more of a teaser than an actual trailer we Mm -hmm. we saw bits and pieces of things but i just honestly was like a little overwhelmed by everything it showed but that's like i think the first taster and i think that was good how they structured it but i'm so excited to see kylo ren again because we were watching the live stream this morning of the star wars celebration uh, where talking to Daisy Ridley and John Mm -hmm. Boyega Um, and just it's cool to see like the cast who's so like supportive of each other my I think my favorite thing is how uh, Mark Hamill calls John Boyega his son yeah yeah I just I love it so much and it was definitely interesting the because during the celebration live stream they had Mark Hamill on and he was like yeah I think my favorite part of the prequels and Rogue One was the fact that I wasn't in it (laughs) and I could take a breath and I'm like but Mark we love you when he was talking about when he was like doing the first read throughs for um the force awakens and he was just like wow i'm just making notes about my character so that i can really really nail that one final scene where i just turn around and lift my hood except now he has so much more backstory like his character is so much more depth not that he didn't before but with everything that's been created at this point i think it's like it has a totally new direction Well, in the trailer, we saw, I think we saw Leo from, like, behind, like, the back of her head. Yeah, and, that's what I um, It's going to be, I'm still curious about how they're going to deal with the fact that um, Carrie Fisher passed away. I know that what I've heard through the grapevine was that they did have to redo a few things, and they're doing that, what's that CGI work that they did in the first movie with a mm-hmm. different actor. Mm-hmm. They're doing that kind of thing. Um, however, they do have a tribute to Carrie Fisher yeah. as well, so. Which, Which I think that's the most important thing, is that we're going to have to, like, obviously acknowledge the fact of what Carrie Fisher's done for the series for this movie because she filmed most of her scenes mm-hmm. and because well, she, she just affects she the story they want to tell everything for this episode yeah. for last yeah. jedi yeah. um we just but we also knew that she was supposed to have a big part in episode nine and now she obviously won't because they've also said that they don't want to do like completely just fill her mm-hmm. in with cgi because mm-hmm. it's, it's just a bad representation so i think they had to like reroute her storyline yeah, yeah. it's frustrating but mm-hmm. it's a little but um also, additionally, we didn't get to see a whole lot of the First Order in this no. trailer yeah. as well. We, and saw, so, we saw a little bit of Kylo. A um, little bit. Mostly what we saw was Rey training with Luke mm-hmm. on the island. Then we saw a bit of Finn. We saw a bit of um, Poe. But we didn't see a lot aside from her training. Do you remember the name of the new antagonist? Like the really powerful one uh, who's Snoke? training? Snoke. Thank Snoke, you. yeah. I wonder if we're going to see any more oh, of I'm, that. I mean, they'll eventually have to explain who he is mm-hmm. because they need to disprove all these theories that he's Jar Jar Mace Windu. <laughs> Jar Jar comes back, but uh, I mean, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I'm both excited. I'm such a Star Wars nerd. So oh, this I'm... is a great day, honestly, and for Star Wars fans. Question for you, yeah. Star Wars people, because um, I didn't know this if this is true or not. But are they making a Qui Gon Jinn um, movie? I don't know. They, I don't think they've announced one. The only ones they've really announced is obviously they did Rogue One, and now they're doing uh, the Han Young Solo Han film. Solo. Right. And I believe they are like pretty confident that they're doing a um, Boba Fett film. They've stepped okay. back from the Boba Fett okay. things. 
so far because while they do say they have the next like hundred years of Star Wars planned out, they are a little skeptical of these standalone movies right now. Okay. According to Disney executives in multiple interviews right now, after because young Han Solo is going to fill in the gap between eight and nine, so mm-hmm. we'll see that next year, not this year. Mm-hmm. And so after that, nine will come out, and then I think they might want to take a break. Otherwise, and they definitely. Well, I really hope they don't even start thinking about another trilogy for yeah, thirty years, because yeah. otherwise, it's just going to get very convoluted very fast if they keep chugging yeah. these out mm-hmm. like every single year. So I think they're kind of stepping back on a movie coming out after episode nine right now. I honestly, after seeing the, cause in star Wars rebels, they recently had an episode that was dealing with a, an older, um, um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, dealing with uh, mm-hmm. everything. we like finally having his battle, which wasn't even really a battle with, um, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, but somebody did a Photoshop of, uh, Ewan McGregor looking like older and man, I would love to see and like an older looking Ewan McGregor, like dealing with stuff on Tatooine. I was loving Honestly. the idea. Like I was thinking this morning, I was like, I'd love to see Ewan McGregor again. I love Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And he did a really good job as a young actor in those, mm-hmm. um, the prequels. Mm-hmm. He was probably my favorite part of the prequels, yeah. honestly. I think he's, he's one of the best parts of the prequels by yeah. far. He's one of the best actors, for sure. Well, moving on for that, we're super excited. Uh, we got a trailer for Thor this week, yep. and it looked incredible. It was it, one of the most 80s-looking trailers that somehow got me pumped. I'm really glad that over at Marvel Studios, they decided that the way they want to do things in space is that it's stuck in the 80s. <laughs> um, because this felt super Guardians of the Galaxy, which comes out three weeks from today. Yeah, um, It felt very tie-in to that, but it, it looked epic, and I love that it started off with, you're probably wondering how this happened. Yeah. It, just, it has so freeze frame for the, the very part the part at the very end just when he sees hulk and yes i know him we're friends from work that was the best scene so of the whole good. trailer and we got jeff goldblum in it we got tom uh, tom hiddleston mm-hmm. oh, it looks so good yeah they're showing off a lot more of possibly the new love interest valkyrie which mm-hmm. is going to be probably a very better replacement in the series than natalie portman i mean i love natalie portman uh but her character was so boring in the first two she was super boring in the first two she got a little bit better in the second one but in the first one she's like oh you fell from the sky we're in love okay i'm really glad that i think this is going to be the thor movie we've been deserving Mm -hmm. and i think the guardians of the galaxy absolutely paved the way for it when they realized oh people like this dumb comic like space 80s feel yeah See, they this a lot of the executives and even the director have called this that it's going to be a galactic road trip kind of movie. <laughs> oh, but the gosh. trailer hasn't shown off anything no. that like insinuates that it is going to be this galactic style road trip with Hulk and uh four in a minivan hauling across <laughs> the galaxy. But space I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I like the direction they're going because at first I was like, why are they doing all of this like comical like superhero stuff? But I think I don't think they can pull off serious with some of these and I think, and I franchises think, right now. I mean, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're building up to Infinity War, and Infinity mm-hmm. War is going to be heavy mm-hmm. because in I mean, in the original Infinity War comic, at one point, um, uh, he snaps his fingers and like just makes it so half of like the universe doesn't even exist. Like half the Avengers, mm-hmm. like half of the heroes don't even exist anymore. Like that's the power of the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos having it like he can do anything and so yeah. like some dark stuff probably will happen mm-hmm. we'll see people die and maybe come back maybe so not. maybe they're trying to balance that right right now. yeah so that's what we're not sure of but cool. man i'm like because we've got guardians of the galaxy in three weeks and then this summer we have spider-man and then this fall we have thor i'm just so excited and then, and then we have star wars yeah oh, it's just it's gonna be a good year oh, it's, 
that's Stranger Things exciting. in between all And plus that, we've yeah. got Alien coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the new Blade Runner coming out this yep. year. Like, it's all, like, my favorite, like... 70s and 80s inspired things are mm-hmm. so big right now and I'm so excited I'm about excited it. for all the revamping that's happening I am too I mean I don't I don't know how I feel about the it about uh, it yet yeah. we'll see how that goes but I mean a lot of the other stuff like um, the fact that uh, Ridley Scott is working on his like new pro- these new projects mm-hmm. makes me very excited yeah. but uh, moving on from that um, we also got some images from the new Kingsman film Kingsman the yeah. Golden Circle mm-hmm. which I loved that first movie the first movie was fantastic we've talked about this a we couple have. episodes yeah. where like it's probably one of my favorite spy but, movies of all time at least modern eyes and so it's very exciting to actually start seeing something come out of this project because we haven't got an official trailer yet mm-hmm. we've only gotten like a teaser poster image and so now we're finally getting like actual character images yeah. and i'm wondering if we're film. going to get a trailer because people are theorizing saying oh maybe they'll do the trailer right like today since star wars will be probably coming out and that way like oh you watch this trailer go watch this one too um, yeah but what we know about the film so far is that the kingsmen are going to have to team up with uh their american counterpart the statesman um <laughs> who apparently all have uh, code names based off of whiskey uh and so there's a character um being played by oberon from game of thrones don't remember his name currently um but he's playing jack daniels Oh um, we have Channing Tatum playing one of the agents. We know Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges will be, plays like the leader yeah. of the statesman, uh, and he looks very weird without a beard. It's really? very awkward because it looks just like a a very different actor without mm. a beard. Because like Jeff Bridges always has a beard. Well, like every short project, hair, yeah. like without any facial hair, with short hair, he kind of looks like Harrison Ford with like that scowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about Kingsman. Um, I'm apparently like the the Statesman, like you know how the Kingsmen are in like a tailor shop as their front. Apparently, the Statesman their front is a, a whiskey distillery. <laughs> How it's, amazing. It's very American. And but I, I just I worry that they're gonna do like this whole like, oh the Americans are American and the British men are pompous and they, yeah. they don't get it. I I don't want them to play off that too much. I want them to still be very competent. Like yeah. the statesmen to still be like yeah, awesome. the, the first movie they like didn't really cater to like any stereotype between no. mm-hmm. anything. And so like that was probably one of the best features about the first movie and so like it would kind of just suck if they went down the route like oh america versus britain who's right. better as we team up to save the world yeah i, I hope that's not it because that, that's a very cliche thing to do i feel like mm-hmm. so i feel i hope they handle it really really well but apparently like one of the weapons used in it is like an electric lasso that can cut people in half that's awesome yeah so i'm, I'm very excited about that um so that's that's coming up um apparently gorillas they're doing a cartoon you talk about this a little bit yeah so um it's really exciting. We're filming this episode on the 14th, so we're uh, two weeks away now from their next studio album. And with all the excitement around that, uh, Damon Albrand, who is one of the creators for Gorillaz, he has announced that they are working on a 10-episode TV show that kind of delves into story, backstory and all that for the members of the band. That's and so cool. this is a very exciting project because for long-term Gorillaz fans, they'll remember... In about 2007, 2008, they announced that they were working on a movie for Gorillaz, but network or uh, studio executives turned it down because it was too dark of a series kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like mm-hmm. it would not be worth spending hundreds of millions of dollars on if it's going to be like this very serious kind of dark tone. But I'm glad they can find something to do it with a TV show. They haven't released a lot of details about it anyway, like what network it's going to be on. I feel like it would be like an Adult Swim type yeah. show. Probably is what I would guess. Either or like FX. FX. Yeah. yeah. Those would be the, my top two guesses. 
maybe even if they're like really lucky hbo might do it for a series because they're like really they have a big support for music and that whole scene so it'd be very exciting to see that yeah. yeah, I mean, and I'm so I'm what I'm wondering if is it if it's going to go over like the history of the gorillas, you know, starting off with Wyatt with 2D and everything there, or if it's just going to be modern with their current lives. Um, I think they might go more modern with the current lives just because we already got the animated short for Book and Noodle, which yeah. kind of delved into the backstory behind Noodle, at least anyway. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, got, all, and a lot of the music videos are shown like are yeah. meant the music videos are meant to tell the story. Yeah, and that's what people know everything that's happened basically. But I'm curious, like, what if it's just going to be new adventures of the crew or what it'd be very interesting because i mean murdoch is probably one of my favorite and so murdoch is terrifying like if he was a real person i would be terrified of him and so like it'd be really interesting to see like actual story that's outside of just music videos told with like murdoch 2d noodle and all them and so yeah. like i'm very interested to see where this project goes yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in other news, we got confirmation that Jude Law will be playing Albus Dumbledore in the mm. next uh, Harry Potter universe film. Yeah, he's kind of a weird actor. I, I, I mean, I like him. I like him as an mm. actor. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, Dumbledore is, I feel like, a really hard character to pin down. Uh, I just, I really hope that they make sure to make him ginger because it's pretty heavily like implied and confirmed that Dumbledore was a redhead when he was younger. Mm. So I hope that they make sure to like, go over that. But it's, in- it's an interesting choice. And of course, um, I don't think this is spoiler at this point because the movie's been on a while but uh at the end of uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them you know we get to see johnny depp um portraying grindelwald mm-hmm. um which was such an interesting choice but i mean i, I enjoyed it at the end of the film um, yeah because you in harry potter 7 and 8 for the first part of deathly halls and the second part you only see grindelwald for maybe he's, yeah he's played by five ja- jamie campbell bauer yeah uh, who was he was in a couple things like Shadowhunters, and so they really have like a lot of room to work with and kind of recast that. And so like going with Johnny Depp, I felt like they did a really good job for that because they're going to need a very eccentric, dark mm-hmm. wizard to be kind of the main antagonist well, for the yeah, series. He's meant to be, you know, he's very eccentric. He's meant to be very flamboyant. Yeah, and of course. There's the and I'm I am curious to see the relationship between Dumbledore and Grindelwald because mm-hmm. um, that's an important thing. I imagine this will probably. They'll probably touch on the actual fact of how Umbledore broke his nose and never yeah. fixed it. I imagine this Which was makes me wonder if we're up. going to see Jude Law and Johnny Depp kiss because I'm down for that. Yeah, very it'd be very interesting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to keep expanding into this, like the wizarding world, like, especially in this era, the the 20s through the 40s. Yeah, they uh, they've talked about it a little bit. And I guess this next movie is now going to mainly focus in Paris now and so Ooh, we'll get a lot I'm down a bigger... I'm down with a 19 like late 1920s early 1930s Yeah so Paris it's going to have a bigger world. focus in Paris and a little bit in London but not too okay. much cuz I feel like right now they're trying to show off more of the wizarding world right. and stay away from London as much as cuz we got mm-hmm. seven movies right. yeah. with eight movies in the London world and so I think fans are really wanting to see like what other parts of the world well, it makes would be, me wonder like, if we're gonna universe. see like anything from Bobaton's academy so. i feel like they'd have a nod I'm or sure two at least not, but we because yeah. we didn't see over morning at all mm-hmm. in um fantastic beast which i was actually kind of disappointed by but it makes me wonder if now she's gonna do some stories from like the tales from ilver morning or something yeah i want to i want to read more about ilver morning so do we know if jk is writing more um, she, I mean, she's <sighs> working heavily on this next film too yeah. i don't know if she's writing any more books i think she mostly just focuses on doing stuff for pottermore at this point yeah um but I mean, I'm always enjoying new stories, um, even if, like, 
I hated Cursed Child mm-hmm. um, so, so much because I, I don't even consider it canon even though I know it is. Yeah, they're casting it right now on Broadway. It was so, like, it was, it was a, I'm sure it was a fun play to see, but it's so, uh, such a bad example of the, did you either read or see it? Um, I read it. Yeah. I only read about it, but I also heard that one of the biggest distractions from the live show was that the characters were just like so obviously not yeah. the, well, the iconic big, ones. The biggest issue with the book, I, I don't know if you want, if this is spoilers for you, I'm, um, but the biggest issue is that it has Voldemort's daughter in it, yeah. um, which is dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels like really, really bad fan fiction. It was basically, they're like, oh man, here's all these children and how they interact like all yeah. the children we wanted the characters to have and yeah, it's like it's, it's ridiculous so I, I despise that and yeah. I, I don't consider it a part of the story but I, mm-hmm. I grew up so much with Harry Potter and I got to visit the um, the um, studio. studio when I was in London the last summer and it just it's such an incredible experience and I really yeah. want to go to the Wizarding World but so I'm excited about that but um, moving on into kind of video game news um, Nintendo has discontinued the NES Classic yeah um, which was a, a really good seller people were buying it I don't know why they're discontinuing it yeah so Nintendo officially stated that they never intended for this to be a long-term production kind of console because okay. they have the Switch now. Obviously, they don't need it. Like This was supposed to be a gimmick, and they weren't expecting it to sell so well in North yeah. America. Hmm. And I'm like, but those are all the games we all grew up on yeah, with it, Nintendo. It makes so like, me wonder, because we still, I don't believe, have a We don't have a virtual console, console on Switch And they better, better have a good virtual console. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the games that people grew up with. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me right now, like, why they wouldn't have a virtual console on Switch yeah. and just make these games, like, $5. Because I'll pay $5 oh, yeah, to have, like, a decent emulator of these games mm-hmm. and, like... I want to play the original Legend of Zelda on HD TV and all that. Well, I also feel like if you if you I feel like the virtual console should span game. Like if you buy a game for the virtual console on this like on the uh, 3DS or on the Wii U, I feel like that should transfer over to the Switch. And I don't I don't know why they've kept it so separate. It's yeah. kind of frustrating. But... It's just for them to make money. Why? Yeah make it a shared account essentially when someone will pay to have the same Legend of Zelda game on five different consoles you know and I am that person like oh man how many copies do you have of the original Legend of Zelda probably more than I'm willing to admit (laughs) Uh, because I mean the most released game is um, uh, Tetris Mm -hmm. but the most released like main series anything game I believe is Ocarina of Time because it has had like six or seven or eight re-releases yeah um including you know master master quest, quest and uh, a 3d release mm-hmm. and so and the virtual console releases but um we also got a trailer for battlefront 2 or a teaser for battlefront mm-hmm. 2 yeah it was i guess leaked is the official term we're going with leaked. i don't know if it's leaked or more of a marketing ploy because it yeah. happened during celebration so i mean yeah it's a very interesting did you ever play the original um star wars battlefront 2 game oh well i played so i played the original original battlefront okay with the one that was like kind of biased yeah um, and then i played the second one of that which i wasn't thrilled with and then i played the new one they just released with where you can be Luke Skywalker right. and Darth Vader and I've only played the demo of that mm-hmm. um but I thought it was really cool. I yeah. just haven't invested in it. And, and then... I mean, and it did it did well. I don't think it was amazing, especially mainly because yeah. there wasn't space or like flying battles. The most you could do is fly in a Tie Fighter over yeah. stuff, and that I think that was the thing that was missing the most. But I mean, people consider the original Battlefront two, you know, that came out in mid two thousands, to be one of the best like hmm. shooter, especially Star Wars games, like of all time. It like, still has a massive active user base on does. Steam right I, now. Like, I remember yeah. spending like so many hours playing Battlefront 2 with my friends. Like, yeah. I love the original Battlefront 2. And so, you know, I, I have to imagine when, like, this, when this trailer was leaked, it, it's like, how dare you stand where he stood? Yep. Yeah. Because I loved Battlefront 2 so much. And yeah. It's just... 
this trailer also kind of at least addresses a lot of the issues I think people had with the newest Battlefield Mm -hmm. or Battlefront. And so I'm glad that they're kind of um, at least taking feedback from the audience and fans. Why do we have to wait for the sequel for them to do things they should have done the first time? Is that the way I feel about Destiny? This is the way I feel. I kind of feel about Titanfall. Mm -hmm. I mean, Titanfall was good, but why did we have to wait for the second one to get a story? Yeah. Um, It's it's such a dumb marketing ploy. It is. I... I'm not a huge fan of it. I, at least the new one, because like it was just not meant to be that great. It was mm-hmm. kind of a gimmick kind of thing where it was like, oh, here's this thing that'll make you nostalgic for the old Battlefront, but make you miss it more. It just looks prettier. And so, I mean, I really want them to fix it in the second one. I'll probably wait a bit before I pick it up, but if they at least can fix some of the issues and make it more enjoyable, mm-hmm. then. I'll definitely consider picking it up right away. When does it launch? Oh, I mean, I don't think we even have a date. Yeah, yet. they didn't oh, have a wow. date. It was, it was leaked the information mm-hmm. about it, so we we have a, we have a poster and I think a teaser, which I haven't even watched yet. Yeah. Um. I'm. I mean, I don't. I just don't kind of care. I care more about the Star Wars franchise and the the movies and shows and, and stuff. And there are better games coming out, like Red Dead Redemption Two. And oh like... man, we haven't heard much about that since the first trait teaser. I guess. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that last fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of, our, was first one of our first episodes. I heard yeah. it doesn't come out till like summer or fall though. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. excited. But when I guess that the big question that episode will is will it be on the switch uh because or will it be on pc and we don't know yet yeah we have no idea on that one um alec were you saying that they're doing a call of duty movie universe yeah so um (laughs) interesting enough activision now has a movie studio well blizzard technically because blizzard owns activision but um so they have a movie studio now and we kind of saw the first thing from that which was the world of warcraft movie which didn't do right it did really well uh, internationally yeah Mm. in the states it did not do well critics didn't enjoy it no because honestly critics probably didn't play world of well you also like the warcraft like is it's a very complicated lore and i feel like the movie like didn't really pay it pandered to people who knew the world of like the warcraft lore which is complicated yeah and so now like what blizzard and activision are saying is that they now want to jump into the world of cinematic universes and they think the one thing that works best for them is Call of Duty, which is kind of complicated because early Call of Duty games are based on actual events that actually happened. The the Call of Duty cinematic universe is our universe it's well like at yeah. least for the originals and i guess they're, they're talking more of the modern ones which have had the interconnected story but there's also three timelines yeah because there's the activision timeline the uh Treyarch. and the sledgehammer yeah. uh and the Treyarch's always been my favorite and i think that's because it took world war uh world at war and then it, it built upon that with cool stuff in you know in the 80s and stuff but i didn't mm-hmm. love that they did three black ops games mm-hmm. personally no yeah it, like the original black ops game that was a great game and then black ops 2 and 3 were in the future and those were like which one kind is of the most recent Treyarch? Treyarch Advanced Warfare, or is that no? That's that's Infinity Ward. That's it? Infinity Ward. So then it would be Black Ops Three. Is it Black Ops Three? Yeah. Okay. So then we should be getting a Treyarch next year, this year, this year. Okay. And from what we've been told, is this one's going back to World War Two? Yes. Which I'm, I've wanted a World War Two game for so long. Yeah, because I think. Battlefield 1 proved how much like we've mm-hmm. missed these more grounded uh, old school kind of style shooters and Battlefield 1 is a fantastic game and I mm-hmm. still play that a lot and so it definitely proves that like 
we kind of do like these historical kind of settings, not this future stuff where everything's so flashing, jumping around, and I have jetpacks all the times and all this kind it's of ridiculous. stuff. Like it was just over the top, and so it's kind of nice to have like a more grounded approach. Yeah, like, but going back to the cinematic universe, yeah. like. I don't know. I guess they're just going to tell the story of the Black Ops or the Infinity War. I wouldn't mind a movie about the Black Ops series because I think those that those, story. I think those are the best story. Those stories were Especially great. Especially when they nod back to World War Two, like yeah. when you, like realize that you, like the character you played as, like he got killed and like all that stuff. Yeah, like, that's cool. And like that's an amazing thing. I would hate to kind of see them tell the Modern Warfare series yeah. in a movie just because. It's not that great of a story and it kind of just fits better as a video game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, we still haven't had a great video game movie adaptation yet. Like there's no No, not recently. Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed was what everyone was kinda of hoping being the shining beacon and that flopped big time. And so now it's very in this point, like, why are we continuing to push for these video game adaptations? Well, we're getting a Five Nights subpar, at Freddy's movie at some point, which I feel like that could, that could be okay. Yeah, uh, I don't. I think it sounds so stupid, but oh, no, I also think scary. that those games are like they're very gimmicky. Because um, I mean, I follow a lot of the Five Nights at Freddy's stuff, and I think those are very, very gimmicky. If anything, I think that movie is just now a year too late, honestly, yeah. to get on that hype train because yeah. it's been a very long time since Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Vocation came out, and so yeah. now. I mean, I think he's still releasing one final sixth game to complete like the second trilogy of games. Yeah. But some, um, the last little thing I want to talk about, I'm talking about uh, bad movies. Mystery Thought Science Theater 3000 just got added to Netflix yep. this week. Um, which I don't know if you've ever watched that, Nicole. I've never even heard that. Really, yeah. Mystery Science Theater. Um, it's one of those like they watch dumb movies and then talk about the dumb movies kind of show. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's basically like they are commentating on the movie, and you're more wa- us watching for the commentary um, of the yeah, movie versus the it's actual of, it's, movie. It's like it's one of the originals. Yeah, like, it, it, I guess the original like commentary show, but mm. they're they're so fun and it's a very good. Uh, and a, they announced that they're going to get more new episodes later mm-hmm. too. So this cool. is they're bringing it back as well, and so it's going to be really exciting to see it now in a 2017 because we've had so many movies in the last 20 yeah. years that yeah. are such B movies that I would love to see. This <laughs> guys go over. does theater mode, which we've both enjoyed for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is the original. That is like the um, classic. And it's, it's a very good thing. Like if you're having a late night and you just want to put something on after you have a bit to drink or a yeah. bit to smoke in Colorado where it's legal. And it's just like, you know, enjoy it. Um, but I mean, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's good Netflix I'll and chill kind of stuff. I've been watching 13 Reasons Why. So I'm like, focus just on one thing. Finish that. Time. I don't want to talk much about it. You and I can talk about it later. Um, very, sure. very, very powerful. Um, mm-hmm. Very hard to watch, but also very powerful. But cool. I think that's all the time we have for today. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, tweet us at CSU Collegian and we'll be back next week with more pop culture news.